Blog Talk Radio. talk radio show and podcast dedicated to the many aspects of spirituality. Our intention is to provide spiritual resources for the transformation of mind, body, and spirit. I am your host, Stacey McKenna. Good afternoon and welcome. It's a beautiful spring day here in New England. Our, actually, our guest is from New England as well, so we're both enjoying the sunshine. Um, But before I bring out our special guest today, I'd like to remind you all about the space that we create together on this show. Again, this is a safe space. There's no judgment in this space. So if you tend to judge, especially yourself, I just ask you to leave it outside for the next hour. This is a place to be curious, to learn, grow, connect, and to heal. And of course, This space, we always keep it real in this space. So today's show is called The Shift, Surviving the Shift with Your Sanity Intact. It also happens to be the subtitle of the book, Less Logic, More Wisdom, which was actually written by today's guest, April Adams. So who is April Adams? April Adams specializes in combining the power of the mind with the power of the spirit in order to create the best possible life. So let me tell you, April is a complete underachiever. Check this out. She is an emotional healing consultant, a best-selling author. I think she's actually an international best-selling author. Last time I saw a little thing about her, so we've, we've, she's upgraded since this bio was done. Um, divine Channeler a PSTEC advanced and hypnosis practitioner. She's an intuitive life coach, meditation trainer, and a Marconic level three practitioner. Now, I don't even know what some of those things mean, so I'm so curious to find out what they mean from her today. Um, She is the creator of the Essence Healing System and the author of the books Essence and Less Logic, More Wisdom. And her newest release is a workbook entitled Crack the Longing Code. April resides in New Hampshire and is the owner of the Retreat on Elm in Manchester, New Hampshire. So if anyone is listening from Manchester, New Hampshire, or New Hampshire, or anywhere in New England, you may want to check her out. So I'll shut up. So let me introduce you to April Adams. Let me get you on the phone. April, are you with us? I am. So, April, welcome. Um, thank you so much for being with us today. I can't even begin to tell you how grateful I am to share you with our listeners. Thank you for having me. I've been really excited to be on. Okay, great. Um, so 
your work and knowledge <coughs> is so ex- is so extensive. Um, I have so much I want to know from you personally, but especially for the listeners. Um, so I'm just putting it out there. We may have to do a little mini-series mini with you, Miss Adams, okay? Um, <laughs> um, so in, in doing a little prep work for the show, I was perusing um, one of your books, and I came across this passage, and I'm just going to read it. Has life become more intense for you recently? Have you ever felt that something is coming but don't know what? Have you ever been on an emotional roller coaster or have you been on an emotional roller coaster? Do you feel as though you're going crazy? Have you been experiencing sights, sounds, feelings, thoughts, or premonitions you've never had before? Welcome to the shift. So, April, what is the shift? Well, to make a long story short, (laughs) um, the Earth's frequency. What about it? Tell me, tell me more, because I know, like, you made a comment in in your book about, you know, it's not this new agey thing, right? Because people have been talking about this for a long time. I want to hear in your own words, like, what is it? I'm going to go deeper with you. Obviously, talk about your book that I'm really blown away by. Tell me a little bit more in your own words. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, well, with the, the Earth's vibrational frequency shifting uh, as quickly as it has been, uh, I feel like it's shifting everyone on the planet as well. So as the Earth's vibrational frequency raises, it forces us to also raise our vibrational frequency as well. Mm-hmm. And while that happens... Everything that is of the old frequency, the lower vibrational frequency, comes up to be released. It becomes much more obvious. So all of our old beliefs, all of our old problems, programming, all of that comes up. Uh, You see the old political systems, the church, schools, (laughs) all of our established systems, the medical system. um, You see all of that coming apart at the seams right now, all of it coming to a head, um, critical mass, so to speak. Uh, So that's been building for some time, and we're almost to the apex of it right now. And as that happens, uh, we end up feeling really chaotic because internally we've got our own crap coming up. Externally, (laughs) you're seeing everything coming apart at the seams, everything we've been used to, which we know and understand, at least those of us that are awake, um, know Mm -hmm. and understand that the systems are all corrupt and no longer working. So we understand that they need to change, but to see it actually happening can be quite frightening. So all of that put together, (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. a lot to deal with all at once, and it is coming Mm -hmm. up in spades right now. Uh, So yeah. That's that's really, you know, what the book is about. And for all of 2015, I was channeling like two, three times a week. Um, and they were bringing through messages about the shift and how to get through it and how not to go insane and <laughs> what to do with yourself right. so that you could make it through the shift and what to expect and all of that. Um, and at the end of 2015, that's it. There were no more channels. And even now, when I go back in to try to channel, I get the same information I was getting in 2015. And uh, at the end of that year, 
God. at the end of that year, the message was really, you know, because I was like, uh, really, we're done channeling. Uh, so, <laughs> um, you know, I, I still sometimes channel for clients in session, but as far as general channels for the general public, what they wanted me to talk about was the shift. And they said, you have brought through the message you were supposed to bring through. You're good. If people can't listen to what you have already shared, then they're not going to listen anyway. So that was it. It was like, there's your message. Move along. Got it. So this, so, so even more important, like I'm so glad I have you on the show, right? So like, I mean, I'm going to, by the end of the show, we're going to tell everyone how, how to find you, how to get your book, because it's an important message. Um, you answered some of the questions I had, so I want to go a little deeper into them. So, yeah, that you're, so it's, it's the book. The book that you're talking about, because I know you have a few, um, Less Logic, More Wisdom, is all about the shift and in and, and, and reading some of the passages. I don't have the book yet, but I, that's, it's on my Amazon inbox, uh, little ma- um, cart right now. Um, <laughs> you know, my mind was blown. And I, I've been following you on Facebook so I've seen a lot of the posts, you know, of the, you know, from your book, passages from your book, which I didn't know. I thought you were just channeling. Um, and you, so my question was, how did the information come to you? And you said channeling. I'm curious just for the listeners and, of course, myself is when did that start and how did that, like, like tell me a little bit of the story of how you began channeling. Was it something you were trying to do or did it just start happening? And what was that like? And you mind sharing that? Because that blows, that's that blows mm. my mind. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, early on when I was doing Reiki, I noticed my intuition really kicking in. And at first it was just that I would feel what was going on with people. So when I was working on someone, I would empathically feel in my body where they had pain, where they had blockages, and when those were released. Um And that was a huge aha moment to begin with, uh, because I realized, oh, I've been doing that my whole life. I wasn't comfortable around this person, but I was very comfortable around this person. And so I I realized I had always been tuning into people I was interacting with. So over time, I noticed also that my mind would wander while I was working on someone. And at first, I was mad at myself, like, why can't you just keep your mind quiet? Why can't you focus on the person you're working on? (laughs) But then finally I had the stroke of genius, and this was probably channeling as well. Um, If I become them physically while I'm working on them, what if I'm also mentally becoming them while I'm working on them? So even though my mind would be wandering to situations in my own life that were either memories or things that had just happened or a TV show I had seen, Um, I realized that it may have something to do with the person who I was working on. So I would share, I I began finally sharing with people while I was working on you, I was thinking about this breakup I had 20 years ago, or I was thinking about this thing that happened this morning or (laughs) something like that. And everybody would go, Oh my gosh, how did you know that that's what was going on with me? So (laughs) um, that's, that's kind of like the steps into channeling. And, and around that time I had heard a lot about, you know, channelers and Abraham Hicks and the Seth uh, with Jane, Jane Roberts, I think is the one that did the Seth stuff. Um, Lee Harris and story waters and all these people who are amazing channelers. um, They, it, it just inspired me a lot. And, and, 
So I began while I was doing sessions on people to kind of tune in and ask their higher self and my higher self if there was anything that that person needed to know. So in the beginning, I didn't say it out loud. I just took the message in my head. And then at the end, I would do a synopsis of that message. Um, and they were always blown away and <laughs> said, wow, that's what I needed to hear. Thank you. So after about six months of that, I finally had the guts to say it out loud. So when I do a regular energy work session on somebody, typically I do a little guided meditation to get them in the zone first so they're nice and relaxed and receptive, ready to receive. Um, and I would do the guided meditation. It would move right into the channel because I had just called in our helpers. So they would bring through whatever message the person needed, and then I'd go into the energy work. Um, and then at some point, I just, I'm not sure exactly where the inspiration came from, but I just decided to start sharing messages on Facebook, asking, you know, what's for the highest good for people to know right now? So for pretty much all of 2015, I was sharing channels anywhere from one to three times a week. And wow. they were very well received. Like people were, <laughs> holy crap, yes, this is amazing, thank you. Uh, and they're even more meaningful now, I feel. Uh, they're so uh, spot so. on right now because, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean it, that's when it caught my attention more recently because, well, in the past too, but more recently, and I didn't realize you were pulling it from your book, and I'm like, this is so spot on. It's almost eerie. Um, and, and I love, you know, we talked about this when we, we, when we connected last week or two weeks ago about, um, you know, doing the show, uh, you know, about taking a break from Facebook and how it became so, you know, it was like worse than watching the news on TV. And, um, you know, just very, very divided. And this isn't about Facebook, but just, you know, taking a break from it all and kind of just, giving ourselves some space and um, knowing, right, knowing, have a knowing that at least allows me to feel calmer, that all this um, deconstruction um, is for the good. Even though on face mm -hmm. value it, we're perceived that it's a very scary time and it's a very, and I'm, you know, my perception is it's, this is like the best of times. Things are going to crumble but it's because it no longer serves us, and that's a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my last show before, you know, last month was all about that, about, you know, being like, you know, we're in chaos right now, and to stop spinning and stop being so afraid and what it is to really focus on and how to perceive things in a way that actually serves us. Because obviously, right, if we're trying to raise the vibration of this planet, us being in fear, it could be no lower i mean the fear is the lowest vibration um so i have so many more questions for you <laughs> so i'm going <laughs> to shut up so um the, so so this is great so you're asking this you know you're working with your clients uh patients however you want to address them and you're asking them specific questions around them and then all of a sudden you're basically just asking right for to the whatever, spirit, we'll call it for a lack of a better term, um, for everybody, for the world. And it would just come mm -hmm. to you clear as day? Or did you – I'm curious if there's, like, translation with your mom, I mean, I assume, mm. right? Or is it just direct and are you typing it out? Or are you? I'm just fascinated by it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
for me, and I think this is the way it is for a lot of people, but um, this is how it shows up for me. Uh, basically, when you receive information like that, it's energetic. So it's divine beings who don't use language uh, to communicate <laughs> sending you an energetic pot of information. So there's this collection of information that they want you to have. And so you open yourself to receive that information and your brain does the translating. Okay. So basically I would ask to receive that message and then wait for words to pop into my head to sort of wait for my brain's automatic translator to kick into gear. So it sounds like me making up stuff in my own head, yet it's not stuff I would have said. It's not necessarily said the way I would have said it. It's <laughs> so wow. uh, a lot of times, you know, in the beginning, especially they would start out in a very specific way. It would say, um, we see that you are, or we see that you have. Uh, so that's how I knew it was a channel beginning. Um, okay. So then I, I basically had to trust and start saying those words that were coming in before the next batch, for the next sentence or statement or whatever would come through. Uh, so <laughs> it really does. I mean, when you're working with intuition, it feels like mm -hmm. you're just playing with your imagination and making things up. But I'm then sure. when you put it all down and you look at it you're like wow I really I couldn't have come up with that <laughs> <laughs> so true it's so true because it's so it's perfect like it's just like cause if you if you are making it up I, I would take the credit for it right <laughs> you know like because people say oh she's making that up I'm like well then give her the credit for it because if you read that um you know I you know, I think it's great. Some people say, "Oh, that came through me." You know, I, I have to say one of the one of the best things I ever wrote was at like probably between one and two in the morning. I have no record of writing it, um, mm -hmm. and you, you know, I, I'll say that I, I I don't know. I don't know if that's channeling. I don't know what that is, but I it was. Just, I go. I didn't write that. Like, but it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. That's it's when you're like the most tapped in. Yeah, in the middle of the night, and that's what that was going to be my silly question is because it sounds like you were asking for it at a certain time. Did they answer at a certain time, or did they wake your ass up? Because I feel like you know, three o'clock in the morning is a popular time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little bit of both, I'd say. Um, I I'm not one of those psychics who just walks down the street and gets stuff all the time. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, empathically, I'm feeling a lot, but. Yes. Um, I don't tend to just randomly get information. I don't tend to just randomly have visions, you know, stuff like that. So usually it's when I'm tapping in, tuning in, asking that I get whatever it is. And the channels come through in that way too. I did find over time, and especially after that cutoff for 2015, like at the end of 2015 when they were like no more channeling, it was almost like I had become the channel. So a lot of just what I was thinking had meaning to it. Um, so I didn't necessarily need to tap into channel any longer. It was just part of me, almost as though I had integrated that. Um, wow. But I would say that I have many times been woken up in the middle of the night and, you know, been thinking about something that was bothering me or something that needed a solution or whatever. 
and been given some good guidance about things or, you know, <laughs> suddenly had awesome. a sudden understanding of, you know, what it was that needed to get done in that aspect of things. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know if it's that I have good boundaries or that they, you know, are just good about not interrupting me at weird times or if I'm just stubborn and not listening unless I really want to. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> Fortunately, they don't bother me unless I'm asking them most of the time. That's fantastic. (laughs) So I I know this is a really, um, it's a very big, broad stroke question, but if you were to just kind of, you know, just tap into your own intuition right now, um, as as a light worker, what do you believe as light workers and and pretty much our whole audience, they're they're of that, um, what do you believe we need to know? right now based on you know and and I'll ask the other question the collective that you've you know that you've received from the collective what do we need to know right now well the overall message that I've received uh, just you know to put it all in a nutshell is to let go of the worrying about how all of this is going to turn out we honestly can't even imagine um, when the transition happens from third dimensional reality to fifth dimensional reality or old world to new world. Um, <laughs> there's such a big shift coming. <laughs> we can't, we, we can't with our conscious minds the way they are right now, even get where we're going, but it's better. It's something better than what, where we are right now. Um, but in order to be able to make that transition, we have to clear what no longer serves us. So we have to stop carrying around all of our old fears and beliefs and traumas and all of that stuff. And so they kept telling me, um, and I'd say right from the beginning, because, you know, as soon as I started doing Reiki and my intuition turned on, I was like, make me clairvoyant, make me a medium, make me the most powerful healer, like, gimme, gimme. Uh (laughs) And uh, all they would say to me was meditate, 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 meditate. And I was like, I can't meditate. My brain is too busy. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, So I was, (laughs) I was forced to, um, to take a class uh, because I, had been training for my first 5K, and I'm not a runner. And um, I <laughs> not a meditator, found not a out, <laughs> yeah, so I found out there, well, I wasn't a meditator at that point either, but um, I, <laughs> I uh, found out there was this class called Presence Meditation, and I wanted to take the class, but it was that whole weekend that the 5K was on. So I said, oh, maybe I'll take it next time they offer it. You know, we'll see. And then my ankle started to hurt. And I did everything I could, and my ankle would not stop hurting. So I said, ah, screw it. I'm not going to do the 5K. I'm going to take the class. I call. I pay for the class. The next morning, my ankle is all better. So (laughs) three days before the class, um, I'm dreaming. I'm asleep, and um, I was dreaming about this being pulled over on the side of this road, Um, and I wake up and I'm half awake, half asleep and the road turns into this river or path of books. It's just books stretched out for miles. And so 
I wake up and I say, okay, you guys want me to read something? <laughs> something you want me yeah. to read? Um, you know, if I go on Amazon and I look at the, the metaphysical section, will you show me what I need to read? And I get my yes signal. And so I go on Amazon and I'm looking and I'm scrolling through and it's, um, I get distracted by a text. And while I'm answering the text, I'm going into hypnosis. And <laughs> I force my head back up to look at the top of the screen. And there's a book there that wasn't there when I looked away. And it was Theta Healing. Wow. So <laughs> I start reading the description about this book. And I'm going into hypnosis just reading the description. So <laughs> I said, is this the book you guys want me to read? Yes. Okay. So I start reading the book and then I show up for the class and I realize that the theta brainwave state, which is what the book is talking about using as a healing method is what they're teaching in the presence meditation class. And what I learned was just these really quick, easy ways to drop right into the theta brainwave state without having to sit there and try to quiet your mind. It's a way to trick your brain into going into these deeper states right away. So then I could meditate. And found wow. that actually, whatever thoughts were popping into my head at that time, just like during a session, were meaningful and helpful. It wasn't just random crap. <laughs> the stuff that pops into mm -hmm. your head when you're in the theta brainwave state is there for a reason. It's a message. Um, so <laughs> I was so happy wow. that I didn't have to quiet my mind to meditate. So um, I teach that too, um, and it's actually part of the digital bonus material for my first book, Essence. So if people are interested in learning those methods, um, it's part of the digital stuff that comes with that book. Uh, so that's um, awesome, and you're and you're answering so many of my questions. So this is e this is the <laughs> easiest interview ever. So, uh, <laughs> Well, See, intuitively, I, I you know forgot. what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> well, hold on, because I forgot where we Go were ahead. going with all of this, because um, I was talking about clearing all of the the negative programming and stuff. Yeah. So yes. all of that was kind of getting to, you have to get to the subconscious mind to do anything. So whether you want to access the divine, whether you want to slow down your brain waves and get your energy flowing properly in your body, um, whether you want to channel if you want to clear anything you're holding on to in your subconscious mind, like everything requires you to get into the theta brainwave state, all of it. Um, but they kept telling me over and over and over again, you have to focus on the subconscious mind. You have to focus on the brain and you have to figure out how to clear all that old negative programming. Okay. So, you know, I had tried, and at the end of my book, Essence, Chapter 12 is all about the way that I used to do that, which is like a nighttime hypnosis thing. It's a track that you listen to every night while you're sleeping to clear that stuff. And it was helpful. Wow. A lot of people really swore by it, and it, it worked really well. Um, but I've found something way more effective since then. So... <laughs> So let's um, go to there. So I'm going to I'm going to take a yeah, can we talk about that because I was going to ask you, you know, how do you support um, you know, your clients? And I know you have all these different methods that you that you use um whether to heal people or have them shift. So I'm going to let you just keep talking because you're you're kind of answering my questions all out of, you know, just you're messing with me now all out of um order here, but that's good. <laughs> I don't care. 
So tell me, <laughs> what is that new method? <laughs> I don't care. Um, the new method that you're talking about. Okay, so um, the method is called PSTEC, P-S-T-E-C, and um, you can find out more at PSTEC.org. Uh, I do have uh, an affiliate link, too, but, um, you know, that's a little hard to give on the phone. So <laughs> We're going to give them all at the affiliate end, okay? Link. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, We're going to give yeah, them all, so and I also have them on, yeah, on this link that goes to you for the show, so it all, it, everything will be there. But go ahead. Perfect. Awesome. So it's um, basically a set of tracks that you listen to. Um, essentially, it's an 11-minute track that unplugs the emotional charge from thoughts and memories. So anything that triggers you, any kind of old trauma, any kind of program or belief that you're running that you don't want to be running any longer, anything you're afraid of. So it was designed for PTSD and phobias first, uh, but I've found that it works for a lot of things. Um, can even work for physical pain and stuff like that. So it's pretty amazing. What you do wow. is you listen to it um, while you think about, you know, whatever the, the thing is, that triggers you or bothers you. And you have your fit about that thing, feel your emotions, have all of your bad <laughs> thoughts about it, and follow the instructions on the track. It wow. basically combines hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming, EMDR, which um, uses bilateral stimulation to stimulate both parts of the brain, um, EFT, because it stimulates your meridians as well, um, seems like there's something else too that I'm missing. But what's okay. really amazing is that it doesn't use relaxation hypnosis, which only works on about 80% of the population. It uses distraction hypnosis, which works on everyone. So wow. what they're doing is keeping your conscious mind so busy that it gets out of the way so that the track can access your subconscious mind and convince your subconscious mind to unplug the emotional charge from that specific thought or memory. And it's astounding. <laughs> wow. And how, well, I have a, like two big questions. One is how long does that take? I mean, is it you're doing it every day for a month? Are you doing it just when it, when it's coming up for you? Like typically just based on your experience. Well, um, what I find is, you know, with each particular issue, um, generally the first couple of issues that you work with with it, um, what he does is he has you at the beginning of the track and the end of each track rate on a scale of 0 to 10 what your emotional charge around that issue is. So the first, few few, the first couple issues that you work with, you might have to listen to the track like two or three times to get the issue down to a 0. Because what he wants you to do is keep going with it until you get it down to a one or a zero. You can take a break. You can do that, you know, several days in a row, or you can do it all at once in a half hour. <laughs> so yeah, that's up yeah. to you. But then generally, after those first couple of issues, your brain gets used to using it, and it often only takes one round to clear an issue. And it clears it permanently. Where I was finding with EFT. Wow that when I was using EFT to clear something, the, the, uh, the tapping thing, 
Um, uh-huh. It would help you feel better in the moment, but then the issue would resurface. And you basically had to do the EFT on that issue every time you got triggered time. about that issue until it cleared um, or it didn't, you know, or it didn't work. And what's happening there is it's bringing it a little closer to the surface of your conscious mind. So it's, you know, you may start with something that's really deeply in your subconscious mind. You work on it once with the FT, it gets a little closer and then you work on it again, it gets a little closer. So each time you get triggered by it, it's a little more intense because it's that much closer to your conscious mind. Right. Um, right. So a lot of people feel like EFT doesn't work because they stop at some point partway through because they think that it's making them worse. Um, yes. PS Tech, once you get an issue down to a one or a zero, you are at a one or a zero with that issue forever. So, okay, so my, there's my, a great, yeah, my, you know, my next question is, why isn't this viral? Like, what <clears throat> is it we're afraid that we're going to put everyone out of business? Or, <laughs> I mean, I honestly, the only time I ever heard of it was, like, when you, you're like, P-S-T-E-C it, dot, and then you write the link, and I'm like, even I was like, what the frick is that? You know what I mean? And, of course, you're just scrolling, and I'm like, you know, I'll look at it later. But, you know, last night, I, I you know, I have a very dear friend that um, suffers from post-traumatic stress, and I like screenshotted mm-hmm. a bunch of things that I found in, you know, you know, wanting to ask you all sorts of questions for today. Um, I'm like, this is unbelievable. Like, I, I, like, is this real? Like, and how come I've never heard of it? And of course, I've I've seen the word the the what is the what does the PSTEC stand for? Percussive suggestion technique. Okay. So, so I mean, I can't wait to share this with my my friend. I mean, it's just. Because that stuff's that's real, and it's real suffering. I mean, we don't need to. Yeah. I mean, and I have so many friends who have, you know, fought in wars or you know have 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 it from you know their their our age that have been in the military and they're they're suffering. You know, um, I'm just curious. Like, do you have any idea why this? I, I feel like it's an underground thing. I feel like I I'm pretty open and know a lot about a lot of things, especially in the work that I do um, of disorders and things like that, and. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. I feel like he is brilliant. Uh, the the creator of PS Tech, his name is Tim Fizakerly. Um, he's brilliant. He used to be a computer programmer, and then he learned hypnosis um, primarily, I think, to help his wife who had like some kind of terminal illness and uh, had to have surgeries that she was allergic to the anesthesia, so he had to hypnotize her through the surgeries. Um, and she's fine now, by the way. (laughs) So he was a computer programmer who learned hypnosis. Um, and then about seven years ago, released the technique of the, the tracks that are free right now, um, released those. And I feel like the free tracks are pretty much the most powerful thing on the site. There's a lot of other offerings and they're very, very good but the free tracks are the foundation for everything else. Um, so you always start there and then you can span out from that. But wow. he's not out to make millions of dollars. He's not out to get famous. So he's not out putting himself out there as like this famous life coach and, you know, promoting it left and right. He's just yeah. made the tools available. And if you want to become a therapist or a practitioner of it, you can do that. And it's very inexpensive to do so. Um, if you want to use it for yourself as a self-help tool, you can do that. Uh, so <laughs> he just 
He puts it out there and, you know, if it goes viral, it goes viral. If not, and I think a lot of the problem is that most powerful tool being free the way it is kind of puts people off and makes them go, well, it can't be that good. If it's free, it can't be that good. So people just dismiss it outright when it's hands down the most powerful and effective and permanent tool I have ever encountered. I mean, I had been trying everything to clear my biggest issue um, and, you know, mindfulness wasn't really working. Uh, Well, I mean, it all helped to a degree, you know, I I did mental reframing work. I did um, mindfulness work. I did energy work. I did meditation. I did EFT. I did like all of these different things to try to fix myself. (laughs) And then I came across PS tech and it was like, boom, blow up your problems. Boom. (laughs) Gone. I love it. Uh, So I love it. I can't wait to go on the site and and, and thank you for sharing (laughs) with us. No, I mean, I just, that's what we were talking about. It's our job, right? To just we all have these gifts and we all have different things of how we get information, what, how, either how we perceive what's going on or how we, you know, translate what's going on um, and keep spreading knowledge that will help, you know, heal this broken world. And, you know, here's one that was never, except for, you know, seeing your post, but I, I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I don't have post-traumatic, yeah, and I thought right, it was part of right. post-traumatic stress. And I'm like, I don't have post-traumatic stress, da 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 And I just assumed it was related to post-traumatic stress. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and it could be related to, because we all have bullshit, right? We all have our garbage. Yeah. Um, and so just to be clear, and again, it's not to put you on the spot, so, you know, some of the things that you struggled with, um, you're, so what you're saying is using these tools, they're, they're just, they're, they don't traumatize you anymore. Do they come up for exactly. you still and then you know how to, okay, so they come up for you and then you know how to diffuse it right away? Is that what you mean? No, it's just gone. No, it's gone. Like, <laughs> so if you were, so like, yeah. so like oh, we'll, we'll make it simple. So if you, like I'm, I, I'm afraid of spiders and when I was in uh, Vieques, Puerto Rico a couple weeks ago, I um, for the first time was in the presence of a tarantula. And so, you know, that was, you know, just as you can imagine, being afraid of little spiders. You know, my husband has to wake up and moan, I'm like, spider, right? I mean, little ones I can handle, but if they're above me, I'm just, it's a, it's a real fear, mm. right? So mm-hmm. seeing a tarantula, thank God I didn't have my glasses on at, in the beginning because I was like, what is that? And then it was really clear, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I was just, I was in a state of shock. I mean, I didn't scream. I didn't freak. I just very calmly woke my husband up and was like, I mean, I don't, I don't even know how I got the words out. I was so afraid. And so if I'm just going to use that as an example because it's simple and it's not without going into too much, you know, deep stuff and baggage of me or you, is mm-hmm. if I did that on being of petrified of spiders, I would no longer be afraid of spiders. Right. Unless I did it wrong. <laughs> really. <laughs> Unless you didn't follow through into the point of, you know, of getting it down to a one or a zero. Yep. So basically what you would do is use the track and think about all your memories of encountering spiders. Um, Any worries or fears. You may even want to like pull up your computer screen, you know, and Google spiders and have those, you know, have like some spiders that would normally freak you out and imagine those spiders being around you. Um, oh, while you do the track yeah. and 
just keep going. Keep replaying it and do it following the instructions until you get it down to a one or a zero. And then the next time you see a spider, you're going to be like, well, there's a spider. <laughs> wow. I'm serious. Like, and, I can't wait know, to go check this out. Like, talk about doing some healing, right? Like, because so, there's yeah. when we free that stuff, there's so much more room to invite the things that we really want, you know, in our system and our realm to exist. Yeah. Now, one of the things a lot of people with phobias and stuff come up with, though, when I say that, are, well, don't my fears help protect me? Like someone with a fear of heights would think that their fear of heights is protecting them from falling off a cliff. Or you might think that your fear of spiders is protecting you from getting poisoned by a spider. So (laughs) even though that's Mm -hmm. highly unlikely in New England, but... um, Right. (laughs) Exactly. um, It's We think that our fears are protecting us, but our fears are just making things worse we still have a survival instinct, even if we're not afraid of some. So (laughs) if you lose your fear of heights, you're still not going to walk over the edge of a cliff without fear. (laughs) Correct. Correct. And you're not going to walk up to a spider and try to snuggle with it if it looks poisonous. So we still maintain whatever we need for our survival and safety and all of that. That's, that's just a system override. Um, but our, you know, our fears that take us over and distract us from being able to actually live life in a calm and peaceful way, those don't serve any purpose at all except to re-traumatize us every time we're triggered by that. So that's why this is, you know, so important to do. So it's not going to, you know, take away your ability to survive something or to be safe. It's just it helps you to, to feel safer on a more regular basis. So you're not freaking out over every little thing. Right. Right. Which is a total most, interruption of what we wanna what we want to create here. Yeah. And most of the way that we interact with life, um, you know, even if you saw a spider and you freaked out and then afterward you were able to say, Okay, it was just a little spider. It wasn't hurting me and you can mindfully bring yourself back down and whatever it, your subconscious is still always going to react in the same way to that stimulus unless you convince your subconscious mind that you're safe around that stimulus. Because most of the way we interact with the world, whether it's overeating, even though we promised ourselves we're going to eat right, <laughs> mm-hmm. or you know, whether it's, it's believing consciously I'm safe around spiders, and yet when you encounter a spider you're running away and screaming and kill it. Uh, So, (laughs) um, you know, you can't logic or consciousness your way out of a triggering reaction that your subconscious is having about something when it feels that it's right, even though consciously you believe something else. So, and that's why post-traumatic stress is so, yeah. It's all about getting your subconscious mind on board with what your conscious mind believes. So, April, back to, like, your your book on the shift. So, you mm-hmm. know, you said get, you know, go into the, like, it, you were told over and over again to have people go into the subconscious mind and clear out what no longer serves us. Is there any other inspired action that, you know, people should be 
besides that or is that it? That's just if you do that, that's that's all you need to focus on right now. Cuz people are always looking like what do I do? What do you know, what do I do to move forward, you know, uh uh on the way to ascension. You know what I mean? Like what what mm-hmm. like what are the what are the things like you know if you were to say okay I want you to meditate and I want you to eat right and you know all these things but is is it really just what you said work, work go go to the subconscious mind and clear out what no longer serves you and what you just said the PST see that's that's a powerful tool to do that is there anything else that you would say no matter what be a yes to this based on your you know what was been channeled through you hmm well I I feel like that. You know, that that's top priority because most of us have already been doing a lot of the other work. Um, most of us have been kind of tapping into trying to meditate more, um, trying to become more conscious and, and shift your perspe- uh, perspective on things and letting go of victimhood mode and learning how to forgive and, and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, for the most part, a lot of the light workers and, and people who you know, are looking for ascension, um, have already done a considerable amount of work, but have not approached the subconscious mind to that degree. The other thing that was stressed over and over again um, was this state of just being and being Uh a natural processor of negative energy. So rather than trying to fight it off, rather than, you know, freaking out about it and, and, you know, going on and on about energy vampires and all of this stuff, or, um, you know, it, well, I've got two different trains of thought going in my head right now. Okay. So one (laughs) of them, this it's, it's kind of from the same base, but one part of it is that we are born being able to process negative energy into positive energy. That's why it feels so good to be around babies. That's why it feels so good to be around animals. They have already in their energy field this natural processor to where they take in negative energy and they process it into positive energy. Um, we are capable of doing that and that most of us that are empaths, we need to be able to, to remember how to do that. So... Um, at the end of Less Logic, More Wisdom, I channeled a message about how, and it's actually a series of messages and guided meditations. So that book has digital bonus materials too. So it has meditations that walk you through this. But basically it's this um, divine spark that's just below your heart and just above your solar plexus. Um, That's where your source spark is. And if you focus on that and imagine a Merkaba symbol, so that six-pointed star, but it's 3D, um, six-pointed star holographically coming out from around your heart and expanding out around you. So you've got this big Merkaba around you um, and sort of just walking around with that. It naturally just turn, it becomes an air purifier for the energy. So you don't need to put up all these walls and boundaries and, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Okay. It's just, it's a natural, you know, it's just like, you know how trees will take the carbon dioxide and turn it into oxygen. And then we take in the oxygen and we turn it into carbon dioxide. Basically this Merkaba around us naturally does that kind of processing. So anytime you find yourself feeling off, 
you do that process and it starts clearing that energy and helping you to raise your vibration. The other, the other train of thought too, that kind of came from that as far as the, um, you know, all of us feeling like we always have to do something. Uh, there's this, you know, the masculine culture that we've been living in so long prizes okay. this, this tendency to climb and strive and push and conquer. And <laughs> we, uh-huh. we have to be able to let go of that and be able to surrender and flow. And it is the hardest thing to do because we've spent our whole lives and it's been going on for generations and millennia of push and climb and strive and conquer. And so we don't even begin to know how to just stop and receive and allow and flow and just be in the vortex and let yourself flow with it. Um, I'd say that the PS Tech and the Merkaba help a lot to be able to get back to that place, but still the ego wants to, the ego is fed by all that pushing and climbing and achieving and um, the kudos you get for that. (laughs) So um, that's another piece of all of this too, that they really, especially toward the end of 2015. So the end of the book really focuses on surrender, allow, open, receive, let go of your expectations. Let go of what you think it's supposed to look like and to allow, trust, surrender, receive, which are all very feminine energies instead of the aggressive masculine energy. Yes. And we've exactly. all fallen into that. Unfortunately, Men and women are both way right. out of balance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? So I, I pulled out a passage. Um, I don't even know. I, I, it's probably on your Facebook. And it really just speaks to what you just said. So I've kind of been smiling. I'm like, right on, April. You, again, you're like just intuitively <laughs> reading all my questions. <clears throat> so that's cool. It makes it much easier for me. But I, I want to share this with the <laughs> listeners just as a reminder because it's beautiful. And I actually um, it, I screenshotted it. I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, or I don't even know when it was. Don't quote me on that. But I remember hmm. going, oh, yeah, I wanted to add this, in, have talk about this in the interview. So maybe it was just in the last week. And um, I was, when I sna- screenshotted it, I was, I, um, I was spinning. And I knew it. I was very aware that I was in the do, do, do. And it's never enough. And I'm not doing enough. And I'm not enough. I was in that very loud chaotic, spinning, fear-based conversation within me. And we all go mm-hmm. there. And, you know, like you said, we all know how to, like, ground ourselves. But it was, it was loud, and it felt very chaotic. And I saw this on one of your posts, and I said, damn it. Like, I, thank you. Thank you. I needed that. It was like <laughs> divine timing, right? And so this is the spirit message you posted. Well, you have to understand, we are here for a very short time. Take care of yourself emotionally, mentally, physically, and give yourself what you deserve. Live for the moment. Never stop breathing in peace as you owe it to yourself to live with no burdens. Your mind can play games with you, but only if you let it. Feeling with your heart and finding forgiveness will elevate you to a higher level. Break free of old habits and patterns. This is your life, and you can navigate it any way you want to. No regrets, no blame, 
no shame. You are a pure divine being. I mean, me just reading that makes me want to, you know, it's like a beautiful exhale. And it grounded me, and I want to thank you for the post. Uh, is that from your book? Yes. Or was that just, okay. So this book, I mean, anyone who's going to be listening to the show, um, I don't know, I don't like to say needs to do anything because it sounds like there's something wrong with you and you are a pure divine being. But I will say this, me included, I believe that we all deserve to read this book and do some of, like you said, you had some digital um, package that comes with the book. Um, Mm -hmm. So the name of the book that we're talking about, and I want to actually have you go through the three of your books. I know one is a workbook, but um, the name of this book that we're talking about is Less Logic, More Wisdom, correct? Yes. Surviving the Shift with Your Sanity Intact. I'm putting it out there. Whoever hears this, just go go on Amazon. Do yourself a favor. Buy it. Uh, I think there's a Kindle edition. If you have a Kindle, just just do. I mean, let's just if we can do anything for you know ourselves and this world. Because people are like, what do I do? You know, I want to save the animals. I want to save the whales. I want to save. You know what? Work on yourselves. When we work on ourselves and process some of the bullshit, the baggage, get rid of it, clear it, and then, you know, April's saying go right to the subconscious, which a lot of these methods don't even come close to. You know, Mm -hmm. let's be a yes to that. Let's be a yes to healing ourselves. And in that, we give people permission to do the same. And in that, the whole planet is elevated. And I don't know, I mean, call me corny, but I know that's what we're here to do. Yep. So, so thank you. So I'm curious, um, can you just go through your books? Um, I know Essence was the first one, and then the, the Shift was the second, and then you just came out with, um, was it Cracking the Longing Code? Crack the Longing Code. Mm-hmm. Can you just give us a little synopsis? And if you have any, um, you know, it, can you read one out of turn, or the, are they in order? Just, you know, I'd love to hear that from you since you're the author and there's an intention with your books. Sure, yeah. Um, so, uh, essence came about because I had created my own healing modality. I had started with Reiki, but then just by following my intuition and guidance as I went, um, I found that a new modality was evolving. So I wanted to teach it and decided, well, I need to have a manual available for people. If I'm going to teach this, they need to have everything written out. So I started to do that. And then I got to the end of writing that out and realized, well, if they're going to be passing this kind of energy they need to also have done the work on themselves. So then it turned into this Mm -hmm. whole like metaphysical 101 and how to work on your own crap. (laughs) So it has stuff (laughs) about codependency and mindfulness and um, forgiveness and how your thoughts, you know, correlate to your physical and um, the chakras and how to ground, and what to do for empaths, um, you know, how to kind of energetically mind your own business. Uh, so, <laughs> and then at the end, it also, you know, was reprogram your subconscious mind. So it was like this, this whole foundation for everything spiritual and metaphysical, how to tap into your intuition. Like, it was all the grounded earth stuff, all the lower chakra stuff, all the higher chakra stuff. It's like everything you would need to kind of get your start with, the metaphysical world plus how to do essence healing. 
um, and how to attune yourself to essence healing. Uh, you don't need somebody else to attune you to it like you would with Reiki or something like that. Um, so, and even with Reiki, you can just ask your higher self, hey, attune me to Reiki, please. Um, yep. <laughs> really Absolutely, I do. agree. Yep, yep. Um, so that's, you know, taught in that book too. So there's a lot of empowerment and, and stuff like that. Um, so anybody who's just getting started with any of that or just wants, you know, a general overview or something inspiring, Essence is a good place to start. But if people are already pretty familiar with most of that stuff, if they've read Eckhart Tolle, Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, <laughs> they could probably move on to Less Logic, More Wisdom and just read the channels and take that in and do the practices that come with it, uh, you know, do the meditations and things like that and um, go there. The workbook could be done in any order. You could do a first, second, third, <laughs> whatever you wanted to do um, because it's more more psychology-based than spiritual, even though okay. I find that when you clear something on a mental-emotional level, it will get rid of chakra blockages and things like that and, you know, physical illness in the body and all kinds of things. So whatever, you know, energetically or physically has an emotional root to it, if you heal the emotional root, it leaves the body, it leaves the energy field naturally. So it is like energy work, even though that's not the original intention. So uh, Crack the Longing Code is basically my journey of how I finally fixed the biggest issue in my life um, and how you can use the same method I did to basically deal with any issue uh, that you have, but it's kind of like this sneaky, underhanded way to get at it. It uses some tricks that you can kind of trick your brain into giving up what it is you're trying to achieve by whatever you're obsessing about or whatever you keep having trigger you over and over and over again. Um, it's just this little sneaky way to get at, you know, what your what your brain is trying to hide from you. <laughs> yeah, what are you pretending not to know? Exactly. Um, yep. I'm curious. So, so I mean, kudos to you. I mean, I, and I could have the time frame wrong, but I don't think so unless they made a mistake on Amazon. You basically published three books in less than two years. Like, that's yeah. insane. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Um, I know, were they all downloaded, or it was just, just you working on yourself and then, um, and I'm not trying to make light of it or minimize it at hmm. all. I'm, I'm curious because if you have, you know, there's so many people like myself who – I'm like, okay, you know, I have like three three books in progress, but I also know that, you know, the times that I schedule to do my writing, I don't do it, right? And like, and I'm curious, you know, I know that there was things channeled, but it still takes time. Do you have any um, advice? And I don't usually ask people for advice because no one ever listens to it, but I'm curious, like, <laughs> what do you have to offer you now going through that experience? Like, did something shift for you? Did you, like, is there something that just really worked for you and then, like, bam, it's done? Um, I'm curious for myself. Yeah. Um, well, to begin with, I'm a Capricorn. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we, are, we are goats and we climb and we do. And, you know, so there's a lot of masculine energy to any Capricorn. Um, so there's a lot of push there. And yep. I would say that with the first book, it was that I had set a date 
to teach that first class of my, my healing modality. And I wanted the manual ready by that date. So I basically (laughs) worked. I I like that. I set the workshop like two or three months out and basically just like sat down and just kept going, Oh, I need to add this. Oh, I need to add this. I need to add this. I need to add this. Um, So I just kept adding it in until I felt like I had a whole book and then I put it in order. And fortunately my wife is, um, she has a degree in English and a degree in math and she used to be a textbook editor. So she has done all of my formatting and all of my, you know, editing work and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, it's, it's very helpful that I've just been able to hand my work over to her when I'm finished with it. And she's able to, um, you know, get it all formatted properly and make sure that everything's grammatically correct. Um, so (laughs) that's been helpful. No. Yeah. You attracted her for sure for a reason. That's amazing. That's, That's fantastic. So I felt so like having a deadline yeah. helped cool. with that first one. And then yeah. the second book, basically I was just channeling on Facebook. So I wasn't planning to do a book of it. I was just putting the channels out. But then I was noticing how popular they were. And yeah. I was like, people really need this information. So I started gathering it up and I was going, oh my God, book's worth here too. Um, so at the end of 2015, I started gathering all of those up and I also did, I think there's nine channels in there that I've never posted on Facebook because they're, they're a little lengthy, um, a little more in depth. Uh, so, you know, I wrote the introduction for it. I channeled, you know, specific messages that were only for the book. Um, but it didn't really take a super long time, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I felt like I had to, you know, gather everything. There was never a sit down and write and write and write and write and write kind of thing. So, right. No, (laughs) but see how like our perception of it is like, it's like, if you allow it, like what I'm hearing from you, like I'm I'm smiling. I'm like, there's so many bodies of work that I already have. And it's like, you Mm -hmm. have it. Like, put it together. And I think that people don't realize that when they're in this line of work or any line of work, you know, it could be just your experiences or how you fix that company or whatever it is. And, and, you know, either tell a story about it or go through the process of how you got there. And that's exactly. knowledge. That's really valuable knowledge that people, it's like, you know, sometimes, you know, my, my past life of working with companies all over the world, it's like there's so much gold of like how we did things and no one was ever capturing it. You know what I mean? And you look back, but there's, you know, things I do with my clients and things, you know, even this rate, I, I said, there could probably be a book just taking all the knowledge of all my amazing guests and putting it in a book of like, a, you know, of mm-hmm. uh, resources. So you're like, holy crap, you know, there's this and there's this and what to do when this is going on. I mean, there's, there's stuff right there. So I'm just kind of, thinking aloud here of just like it's not what we think it is and you know so many of the things like I said some of my most beautiful writing I I won't even take credit for it's it was completely coming through me I'm like wow that was you know sometimes I look back at some of my old notes and I'm going when the hell did I write that and a lot of it's like on Mm -hmm. my phone in the middle of the night I don't even remember waking up right so no so that that just gave me you know just 
you know, again, more evidence, another reminder of it's not what we think it is, meaning like the do, do, do. And like you said earlier, it's about the flow and allowing and being open to receiving, which is totally against how we operate in this culture. We're, you know, it's like if we're not suffering, then it must not be right. Or if it's free, it must be wrong, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's bullshit. Yep. So thank you again. Yep. Thank you for that reminder. Um, so we're a little over, and that's fine because I always make it go for 90 minutes because I usually lose track of time. I'm sure you did too. It feels like five minutes on the phone. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It feels like I, I didn't. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm just going to look at some things here just to, to wrap up. I, um, I, I noticed. I want to get all your information too, and it's it's on. It'll be linked, but I also want you to say it um, at the end of the show. But I uh, on your Facebook page right now because I was kind of stalking you last night. Um, I noticed your cover page, and I think it's a new cover page. Um, I fell in love with it, and the quote says, "We are born wise, we are born complete." I'm curious. Um, why you why why that's your cover page and I'm, it just can you speak to that? What does that mean for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, so I love I love it. It's um, on the uh, the yogi tea, and uh, you know a lot of times when I get to work, I have a little bit of the yogi tea, and I like to see what my what the little tag mm-hmm. on it says. I saw that one, and I was like, yes, yes, I love this, and so I took a picture of it, I posted it, and put it up there. Um, and a lot of people have been loving it and it's, it's interesting because we, you know, we're spirit beings. We come in here, we're perfectly fine. And then we get all this programming. We get shame about our bodies and its functions. We get shame about our actions. We get, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. be anybody but who you are. So we come in and we're fantastic. And then it's like, no change so that you can make everybody else around you comfortable. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it's just that recognition, that remembering, like, I'm awesome, I'm divine, as I am, who I am, um, and the more I can let go of all that has been forced upon me since then, yep. uh, yes. <laughs> the more I can get back to being that pure, fantastic, wise being that I started out as. Yep. And in doing that, giving, you know, in choosing that, I should say, it's not doing it, in being that and choosing to be that, you give everyone else around you permission to do the same. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's what it's all about. I love it. I, I, you know, I just was like, that is so perfect. When I saw it, I was like, oh, we're going to end the show with that one. Um, <laughs> so would you mind giving, how do people reach you? I mean, I, I mean, we talked about it before the show. I mean, I'm going to be calling. I mean, I worked with April in the past. Um, I want a little more of April in my life, um, and I, I'm, I'm definitely sharing you with several of my friends just based on this interview because I learned so much about you just doing a little bit of research so I didn't um, have nothing to ask you except for, hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, the books. I want the books. I want all the bonus tracks, and then I want some one-on-one with you as well. Um, you're a powerhouse, and I'm honored and privileged to know you. And um, 
can you give us, uh, I know you have several websites. You, you have so much information out there. It's amazing. But, like, just one website maybe, and you're obviously on Facebook, April Adams, but sometimes, you know, that's a kind of a popular name. I think someone's an actress named that, not Amy, but another April Adams. And then it, maybe would you offer <laughs> your telephone number or just, yeah, you're, oh, is it a porn star? <laughs> yes. I have no idea. <laughs> Well, so then there's that. Um, that that's your yeah. That's that's your alter ego. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus there. I had no idea. <laughs> so it's not that April Adams per people. It is it is April Adams like spiritual yeah junkie. Okay, so like a website. Do we throw that out, and I'm sure it has your telephone number and everything else on your website. But could you give us one of your websites and or phone number, or however you want people to contact you. Sure. So um, AprilAdams.org, and that's all the normal spellings. There's no double Ds or anything like that. So <laughs> um, That's the porn star, and, the double Ds, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, then um, on Facebook, I would suggest, I mean, I have a business page, but I rarely post on it. I generally interact with people through my personal page. So if you go to Facebook.com slash AdamsApril, You'll find me there, so feel free to friend or follow me at that location as well. And the uh, the website, the AprilAdams.org, will lead you to my booking site. And I wanted to offer your listeners a special deal that if you cool. um, book with within this week after the show airs um, and put in the bonus, the, the word um, shift seventeen that will get you $25 off of your first session with me. Wonderful. So what I'll, what I'll say is, so this will be just, if you're cool with it, the week of April 3rd, because we're, we, even though we're live, we didn't promote it. We're going to promote it after the show. So yep. um, it'll probably go up uh, tomorrow. So is the week of April 3rd okay, April? <laughs> that works for me. April and yes. April. Yeah. Of See? course. April and April. There we go. Um, that would be awesome. So the week of April 3rd, if you book um, anything with um, April, $25, uh, $25 off or any session and enter the code SHIFT17. Is that correct? Yes. You just put that in Thank notes. You. Oh, much. Put it in the notes. Okay, great. Anything else, Any anything coming up for you that you want to share before we say goodbye? And um, just curious if anything's coming up for you that you wanted to share. Mm, I don't have anything national coming up. I've got a few local events coming um, in the Manchester area, a channeling event, uh, an energy bath, and then also um, an event related to the PS Tech and teaching people how to use that. So, um, those I also share on my Facebook page. So that's the best place to keep track of what I'm up to both nationally and locally. Excellent. Um, again, I just want to thank you. Um, please keep doing what you're doing. Keep being who you're being. And um, just you know, thank, thank you from the bottom of my heart for teaching me and everybody else. And um, now I'm going to actually click on the PSTEC.org. <laughs> I'm just God. I wish I paid attention to that sooner. I mean, I did, but I was like, yeah, that's not for me. I don't have post-traumatic stress. I'm good. Um, but but thank you, thank you again, and um, love and light to you. And I look forward to uh, creating with you again. I'm sure we will be. I already know it. Thank you so much. All right, sweetie. Have a beautiful weekend, and we will be in touch very shortly. 
All right. Thank you. Blessings, take, everyone. Take, take care, April. Bye-bye. Bye.